Whether you are new to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is the place for the honest answers to your questions. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis on RadioMD.com. I'm Lisa Davis along with Andrea Donsky. The opioid epidemic in America is absolutely shocking and horrifying and it's just absolutely heartbreaking and we need to do something we really need to be able to help people and have people help themselves so we're thrilled to have back on the program beth darnell we're going to be talking about tapering off prescription opioids seven tips for success hello beth nice to be here lisa and andrea thank you for having me you know, it's so nice to have you on. When I was when I was talking about the opioid epidemic, I was thinking both about people who are using heroin and also people who are using prescription medications. And oftentimes those might get given to somebody else who the prescription doesn't belong to or the person themselves taking them ends up having addictive issues with them. Talk to us about that and some of the, the differences that you've seen with whether you're on heroin or whether you're on the prescription opioids. Yeah, you know, there's a big focus on um opioid deaths in the United States. And, you know, in 2014 alone, there were almost 30,000 people who died from unintentional overdoses related to opioids, opioids being one component, one drug that was in a a decedent system. Um, And so what we want to do is take a look at why are these opioids flooding uh, Americans and what is happening with the prescribing? So opioids are prescribed after surgery and they're also prescribed for chronic pain. And what we've seen in the past 10 to 15 years is skyrocketing rates of prescribing opioids long-term for chronic pain. And this is something that is now a focus of change in the United States because what we know is that chronic pain is not best treated by pill alone. And in fact, the CDC has become involved and has recommended that opioids actually be avoided for chronic pain and that they only be prescribed for one week after surgeries and medical procedures. So this is something of a sea change. If we're not going to be giving people opioids, then how are we going to treat their pain? You know, I like that you said that because um, I I was going to ask you what they're used for. So you answered that question for me. But also, I would think that it's coming under scrutiny because of all the deaths that have been related to it. Now, now, for for example, like Prince, is that, you know, is that something that I guess is was opioids the reason for why he died? Was that the type of prescription medication? It was. Um, so basically, the coroner's report came out and opioids were indeed a major contributing factor in his death. And it's been stated that mm, he had right. hip surgery and was on long-term opioids for that. Um, it's a slippery slope where people can be prescribed opioids for a number of reasons. And w- individuals develop tolerance to them. That's just a physiological phenomenon that happens with everyone. It's different than addiction. It's just physiological tolerance where you need more medication over time to, quote unquote, gain pain relief. And these escalating doses of opioids place individuals at risk for lots of different side effects and indeed death. So we really want to focus on treating pain in a way that minimizes risks. Now, the problem with the CDC guidelines is that they actually don't offer any alternatives for pain. The CDC guidelines Mm -hmm. simply say, well, you know, don't 
focus on opioids, but that doesn't really help the 100 million Americans who are living with ongoing pain. Yeah, we need to treat pain better. Um, So just taking away opioids, you know, maybe that's one part of the equation, but it really doesn't address this fundamental problem. And in fact, it's caused a lot of distress among patients living with chronic pain who feel that their medication is being taken away from them now. You know, what's interesting is uh, when my husband, a couple of years ago, he had a herniated disc in his back and he was in so much pain. It radiated literally into every part of his body. And he was watching Sanjay Gupta on CNN. And he was at that time on prescribed heavy, I guess, opioids because it was heavy medication to help get rid of the pain. And basically he watched uh, Sanjay Gupta and they were talking about the fact that you become addicted to it. And that day he came to me and said, oh, my God, I can't be on this for another day. I need to find an alternative. And I'll tell you, we found alternatives and that helped with his pain. It might have taken like a a little bit of time to get to work because it didn't take the edge off immediately. And we worked it off, but we found, you know, there are anti-inflammatory supplements and you could probably talk to the research more, but, you know, curcumin, I mean, you talk talking omega-3s, serapeptase is something that I've been using because I have a lot of, I get a lot of back pain and I find since I'm using it has really helped to take the edge off the pain that I suffer from chronically. So, I mean, I'd love to hear your opinion on what are mm-hmm. some options, if that's something you could specialize that you could recommend to people who are listening. Yeah, absolutely. And so there are a multitude of medications that may be helpful for pain that are non-opioid. And so if we're talking about medications, then I strongly encourage people to speak with their pain physician about the other medical options because they will likely have a much lower risk profile. The big message that I like to deliver is that pain isn't just the sensory experience. It's not just the ouch or the hurt that we feel in our bodies. Pain is defined as a negative sensory and emotional experience. What that means is that our psychological factors and aspects are built into our pain experience and they profoundly influence how we respond to pain, how distressing it is, how intense it is, whether or not it gets better, how long it sticks around. It is it is mind-boggling how important an individual's psycho- psychology is in determining how much they suffer from pain. So I come in as a behaviorist and focus on helping people learn pain management strategies, pain psychology skills, so that they can learn to calm their own nervous system. And what that does is it dampens pain processing in the brain and in the spinal cord. And that translates into not only less pain, but less need for any medication and certainly less opioids. So it's really a pathway of self-empowerment. I'd also like to mention that physical therapy, movement, appropriate exercise. These are play a critical role in pain relief. And it's underappreciated because most individuals think, well, when I move, it hurts, so I should stop moving. That's a natural association to make. But over time, that deactivation can actually lead to greater and greater pain. So it's counterintuitive. Yeah, it really is. You know, my mother suffered with chronic pain for years from botany surgeries in the early 70s to ending up with fibromyalgia and some other autoimmune diseases. And it was just so it was soul crushing. Like you just like everywhere she went, she had to bring ice. She used to swim all the time. Mm -hmm. And then she stopped and she did that thing you just talked about. 
And it, it was just so difficult for her. And when you're living with someone in chronic pain, and you see that you want to do everything you can. So you think, yeah. okay, where are those opioids, even though you know, that is not the best way. Now, at the beginning, I mentioned that we were going to talk about some tips. Some of them are talking with your doctor to get off op- opioids. You talk about, uh, you need to plan it, you need to be cal- your life has to be calm when you start getting off. Um, uh, talk about some other issues with that. Just in the Yeah, last one of the biggest so. messages I'd like to give is that often people maybe missed a dose of their opioid or tried to get off them themselves and were unsuccessful. They experienced withdrawal symptoms and they encoded, okay, I just simply can't get off. I need to stay on the medication. And that is simply not true. If you go slow enough and if you adopt a very slow, rational taper plan, you can get off opioids if you want to. So talk to your doctor and I provide a lot of other tips in my book to help support people. That's great, Beth. We're going to definitely want you back on. I think this was fantastic information for people. And if you want to learn more about Beth, you can go to BethDarnell.com and you can follow her on Twitter at Beth Darnell. I'm Andrea Donsky along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone, and stay well. <laughs>